Hi everybody! Welcome back to Level Uploading Fight Feelings Face Facts with yours truly, Shay. So, of course, you guys know this is my Sitting Up in My Room series where we are discussing women's health. Um, last episode, I did have Sierra on and she was talking a little bit about mental health and how it affects us and how we can get over it and the trauma that can sometimes be very that can sometimes be extremely detrimental to not only our physical health, but of course, our our brain function. I hope you guys get a chance to check that one out. Definitely do. But ultimately, I'm going to be by myself. You guys just get me today. So hopefully you still enjoy. I want to give a follow up to my last update where I was discussing my journey um, with women's health and fibroids and you know I had told you guys that I had a consultation planned so I want to kind of give you guys a follow-up with that so okay so I went to my consultation well first I went to get updated just get everything updated you know everything under the women's health umbrella that being something as simple as you know pap smear you know getting all my tests my testing and blood work and you know all that good stuff so that all came back really good everything's fine there thank god for jesus <laughs> i mean i wasn't really worried it, as you all know um well maybe you don't know if you're new here but i am abstinent and celibate um but i do still think that it's very important to stay up to date on our screenings and stuff, um, especially if you have been sexually active in the past at any point, just to be on the safe side, hey, I think it's something that you should do. But that's not the point of this message, so let's move on. No, you're, but no, no, honestly, let's move back for a second. Know your status. Know your status. It's a scary feeling, I guess, especially if you're out, you know. But know your status. Like, put aside the fear, go out, and actually take the test. Know your status, okay, guys? It's better to know so you can catch it and do what you need to do versus putting it off. But, okay, let's get back into the original plan. Okay, so I went, and everything was good there. So they were having a hard time doing my pap smear with... Getting a good look at my cervix, like getting a good feel of it because of the how large the fibroids are. Um, you know, my uterus is very enlarged right now. And what's alarming about it is because I've always had fibroids. I've had them for a while. I've had, you know, my struggles with bloating and I've had my struggles with protrusion of my stomach, you know. It kind of being out but within this last I would say since like the end of 2021 ish the growth of it has been substantially you know uh, like a drastic it's been a drastic growth like very quick nothing like I've ever seen before and so 
Um, they were like, you know what, we, we want to get some more up-to-date ultrasounds. So I had to go back again to go get ultrasounds done. So I did, they did the ultrasound over my stomach, you know, just like you see in movies where they, you know, do the ultrasound for the babies. They did that, but I also had to have what's called a transvaginal ultrasound where they, <laughs> they go up in there and get a firsthand image of what's going on. Um, so that was a little uncomfortable, but it wasn't anything that was painful or anything like that. Um took a long time and of course you know the techs are there to get the imageries take the pictures they're not there to give you any type of calm or give you type of, any type of diagnosis so of course I had to wait for those results to get back to my doctor for her to look over the results and then get back to me about what what's going on so um <laughs> Okay, so what is going on is that I have, they what they could see, I did not have an MRI, um, so this is all just from the ultrasound. The placement and the enlargement of my uterus is so that vast and, and big right now, so um, they were able to see at least, let me see, I have my report right here, one second. I think they counted 11. I think that the 11 fibroids that they could see. Um, I have some cysts in there. And my ovaries have quite a few cysts as well. Um, which, you know, is actually not a very uncommon thing. That is kind of common. But because of all the other things that combined with it is, you know, not really the, the best. Of course, you don't want cysts anywhere, but it is common. Some of them were not so big, and some of them are very large, very large. And the doctor is pretty sure that I have something called. Oh my god, I'm gonna I'm going to butcher this word. So I'm gonna let google say it real quick hold on because i i'm going to butcher this word i have been trying to get it down and <laughs> it's hard okay let's see here we go adenomyosis i adenomyosis there we go let's try again adenomyosis adenoma <laughs> cannot say it adenomyosis okay and one thing about it it usually is typically um okay first of all before i get into that let me tell you what it is i'm jumping the gun here so basically it's a gynecological condition that causes endometrial tissue and the lining of the uterus to grow into the muscle the muscular wall of the uterus it enlarges the uterus and may lead to very heavy menstrual bleeding, which I've experienced, unfortunately. I'm sure you guys wanted to know that. <laughs> I mean, but even with fibroids, just regular fibroids, that's a common symptom. So, okay, so that is what, what is it, lady? Say the word again. Adenomyosis. That is what, I don't know, I really can't say it. 
adenomyosis is, and that's what um, I'm pretty much being diagnosed with. Um, what else? I also have a hernia, so that's not helping because the pressure on my uterus is expanding, expanding, and it's pushing my hernia out more. I'm going to insert some, uh, some of my pictures. I'm so, uh, so disturbed by having to share this, but I know that it's going to help somebody and it is what it is, but I will share some pictures in here somewhere. I'm not sure where, but I will be inserting pictures. So, this is the third gynecologist that I've seen. This, of course, is the worst state that I've been in since being diagnosed with fibroids and in, enlarged in uterus. Um, and pretty much the first time that it was suggested for me to, if I want kids, or, you know, super, I better get on it, was like, I want to say when I was like 31, I'm 35 now. And I was, of course, nowhere near trying to, I was not, I'm not married. I don't, I don't have a prospect of anybody who I would want to have children with. And honestly, I can't say that I 100% have ever really been fully on board onto the mommy train. Now, don't get me wrong. Love kids. Love them dearly. And I feel that I would be a good mother. However, it's just, I'm not that girl that was in her room dreaming about being a mother you know I, I'm that's just not my claim to fame I won't be dishonest and say that it, it was I wasn't that girl that was you know I can't wait to have kids like I wasn't and so anyway at 31 they were telling me like hey you might want to think about it because it's getting bad and I was just like okay well what do you suggest they're like well you can remove it but it's not causing you any problems, so we don't know if it's worth it. Because, obviously, I have other health issues with my blood clots. Um, a history of blood clots in my lungs. So that, of course, increases the danger of going under the knife for me. So I can't just be going willy-nilly. Like, you're not going to ever see me. <laughs> I really don't need one. And you'll see the pictures. You don't see me getting no BBL, okay? Because... I can't be going willy-nilly to be getting touch-ups and redo, redos and all that. So, yeah. So, fast forward, they put me, back when I was 31, they, they wound up putting me on something called Lupron. And that is like a medicine that they give to, I want to say, cancer patients. It's supposed to be like a hormone that basically puts me in menopause. Like medical medical menopause is what it is. It puts you in medical menopause, so it like stops your hormone. I think it's estrogen, which is a lot of times fibroids feed off of estrogen. So it's basically um, you get a shot and it stops everything. You don't have a cycle. Um, you have heat. You have all the symptoms of literally. You have all the symptoms of being 
a menopausal woman. So I had to walk around with my fan. I was having night sweats, um, emotions up and down, all that good stuff. And by good, I, I mean bad. <laughs> and so um, I got two of those shots. So I, it's one shot is good for three months and you have to go back in and get another. So I had like six months of that. And it's supposed to help because it's not feeding the fibroids, the hormones that it loves supposed to help to shrink them and you know stop them from growing and it did work it, it did work um it worked but it's only so much you can do like I think that would have been a more helpful treatment if I had been able to catch it before it had gotten bad but because of how bad that it had gotten I think that my it was just not enough like I would have had to probably be on that medicine for years in order for it to even somewhat do anything and as soon as I got off of it it's like my estrogen level from all the estrogen that was not there it poured into it more and more and more and more so my last time that I had got the shot was right before I moved here to Nashville Tennessee from Chicago and so um yeah as soon as I stopped taking the Luprin from my last shot Basically, the fibroids began to start to grow back again and start to engorge themselves on estrogen. And so, um, fast forward to now. Basically, my options with this, unfortunately, because of, oh, I'm going to try, I'm going to try, adenomyosis, I think that's how you say it, because of that, um, the only thing that can really be done at this stage is going to be management of the of the pain and the symptoms which will be putting me on birth control which is detrimental to me because of my blood clot issues artificial hormones in my body just really don't go well together um so yeah that's not really going to be an option because yeah I might not have a, the heaviest period anymore but if I'm putting myself at risk I'd rather not. And plus, I just don't like how artificial hormones make me feel personally. But um, the only other option is going to be for me to have a hysterectomy. Now, I know that I have not. I know that I said that I was not a woman who, you know, aspired to child to childbirth to mothering. I've always said I have my stepmommy license. Okay. Um, I've always been kind of like open to the concept of ad adoption, um, being the, the rich TT. I love kids. I really do. And kids love me, but I never have really had that itch to have one of my own. Now, that being said, it's nothing like having someone tell you that you can't <laughs> and you won't like yeah, okay, for sure, I, I'm not really aspiring to be a mom, but it's like, I always have the option, you know, that's what you think. If I change my mind, everybody's been telling me I was going to change my mind since I was like 25, and that's 10 years later, and I still haven't changed my mind, so, um, I probably won't. So, add to the fact that this is going to be considered a geriatric, this would be a geriatric pregnancy if I were to, to do it. That comes with its own set of um, issues on top of my own other health issues, um, with my blood clots and things like that. 
And this being the third doctor that pretty much told me, like, at this point, it's time for you to go ahead and either just learn how to live with it and manage it with birth control or take out your uterus. Because fibroids, I do have fibroids. I do have fibroids. And fibroids can grow back. They normally do grow back uh, oftentimes. They can remove the fibroids that are present. They can probably remove some of the cysts that are present too. But the parts that are actually like infused onto my muscle in my uterus, they can't remove that. It's infused. It's like, it's almost like it's becoming a part of me. It's kind of what I gather from it. Do not quote me. I am not a doctor, okay? I'm just kind of telling you what I gathered from, you know, the diagnosis. Um, because of how infused it is, that's not something that they can actually just go and remove as like a growth. It's literally on me. It's on me, basically. Um, and it's big. <laughs> so it's not even just like small little little things that I can learn to live with. Um, it, it's pretty, pretty large. So with that being said, I think the best course of action for my quality of life, for my to be on the safe side because at some point it's only so much a uterus can take you know there is such thing as a uterine rupture um and your body is designed to be pregnant your uterus is able to expand and things like that but it's only for a short amount of time you know a pregnancy is is 40 weeks i've been pregnant for a long time <laughs> I've been pregnant with purpose, but I've been pregnant for a long time. You know, my body is getting pushed to the limit um, just due to just due to being stretched out for so long. Your body, my body's not meant to be stretched out for that long without at least some type of break in between there. Like, even if I was to get pregnant back to back or something like that, like at least I would still have that time frame of letting things calm down a little bit and then start to back back to expand like no mine's just big all the way around um so yeah that is the prognosis and i i am at peace with it god had been preparing me for quite some time just for such a time as this and i'm okay with it and i feel like it it is going to be for the the betterment of my life um gonna help me to not be so drained tired walking around pregnant all day y'all is it is not easy and i salute the mothers who do it but at least they have a little baby kicking and at least they have something to look forward to at the end of it i don't have an end date for mine so um in this situation I'm just pregnant for no reason. I don't have no rainbow at the end of, of this journey. So with that being said, I want to just encourage you guys. Please don't feel sad for me. Don't feel bad for me. This is all a part of God's will. This is all a part of his plan and his journey for my life. He set me up for this situation. He He already gave me the heart to not have children. I don't know if that was by design. 
or not, but he already set me up for the ultimate will of how things were going to go in my life. And I'm okay with it. I trust him. I know that there are plenty of women who still have their uterus and, and still can't produce children. So I know that it's, it'll be okay. It's going to be okay. If I have to, I wish I had the money. My sister brought up freezing my egg, but I'm like, that's a lot of money. <laughs> It's already got to do it with surgery, and I hate that I live in a, in a society where I have to be rich in order to do certain things, but that's another topic. But yeah, don't feel sad for me. Don't feel bad for me. Um, I'm embracing this journey, and I'm okay with it. So now all the pressure is on my sister <laughs> to give my mama some grandbabies, and now I don't have to hear that anymore. At least I'm still going to hear it, I'm sure, but at least I don't. At least I can say for sure that it's something that was not in, in God's will for my life. I don't ever have to have a what if type of situation because I didn't make the decisions. It's the decision is no longer really on me. So, that being said, I'm going to do a small reveal. I might do a full one. Oh my God, I can't believe I'm doing this. I might do a full one um, one of these days, but so let's see if you guys can see me. It's not really that much space right here. This is me from the side, stretched out. <laughs> and it's so funny because even my doctor was saying like, your body is like right here. Like, I don't get me wrong, man. I'm not no little bitty girl, but like, you can just see the protrusion of you can see the protrusion of it. And this is my hernia. Ugh. If I push the hernia in, it won't stick out as much. But, yeah. So this is what I look like right now. And this is going to be all gone <laughs> very soon. That's cringe. Super cringe. I can't believe I just did that. But it's fine. <sighs> I feel better about it. Um, Just knowing that. Is for the best and that my body will get a break and I'll have a new set of issues to think about with the hysterectomy but at least I won't have to worry about these things coming back growing back I won't have to worry about cycles I won't have to worry about um, you know if it's growing back having to keep getting cut open for that and things like that. I think I've told you guys enough of my business right now. So <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and end this episode. Thank you so much for watching. Just please stay tuned. I actually do have my surgery. My surgical consultation. My updated one. Because now that we have new ultrasounds. New information. New consultation. I have another consultation for surgery. So um, that's going to be on May. That's going to be in May next month around this time. So unless they get a cancellation and can squeeze me in earlier, I'm not going to really know too much more until next month. So until then, guys, I'll talk to you in my next episode. Thank you for watching. Bye.